eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Guys, so my daughter just had her third birthday party. Um, and we're pretty big on parties in my house. Just it's kind of been an important part of mine and my husband's parenting that we always wanted to make our kids feel special and throw them parties. It's just something that brings us a lot of joy. Um, and so we threw our daughter a birthday party and looking back and reflecting on it, I've kind of realized over the year how far I've come in terms of every time we used to throw a party, I was very not intentional in terms of the environmental impact that the birthday party would have. Um, and over the years, I've kind of like picked up a few tips and tricks to just throw a more eco-friendly birthday party. So I thought that I would share those with you guys here today. So, I mean, we know that holidays and parties in general can sometimes just create an unnecessary amount of waste. Um, and when it comes to birthday parties, obviously that's no different. You know, there's the the snacks, the goodie bags, the decorations, the balloons, a lot of stuff that just ends up getting thrown in the trash. And, you know, a lot of times you look around at the end of a birthday party and it's just wreckage and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, let's start throwing stuff away. You know, at least that's how it used to be for us. Um, And I know that's how it was for me growing up. Like my parents threw the best parties every time. But I know, I remember that the cleanup was always absolutely exhausting because there was just so much stuff everywhere. And now that I have kids of my own, it's very important for me to throw them parties because again, that was, you know, that's what we had growing up. And it was such a really like dear childhood memory to me. So I love like decorating for the kids before they wake up and they wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's my birthday. There's decorations everywhere. I know it's not everybody's thing, but to us, we love that so much. Um, But there are a lot of things that you can do to lower the overall waste on the day, but still make it magical and special for your kids. So I'm just going to dive right in. The first thing that helps me the most when it comes to hosting eco-friendly birthday parties is to reuse decor. Um, And this can't go for everything, but that's why it's really important to be intentional while you're purchasing stuff for the decor. For me, one of my favorite things to do is going to thrift stores throughout the year. And if there's something that's like kind of neutral, fun, party decoration supplies that looks like I would be able to reuse it a lot, I go ahead and snag it. For instance, I was at the thrift store by our house about a month or so ago, and there were these really cute paper golden lanterns that were still brand new in the package and they were the ones that you like they are they're supposed to be like the single use party decoration lantern things the big circle ones and they're huge and you like pull them up and put a little metal rod in them and then they just like float around wherever you hang them up and they were literally like two dollars when they that probably would have been 15 to 20 dollars at target um and it's cool because stuff like that 
not only was it paper, so it's a little bit more eco-friendly than stuff that's plastic, but it folds down and collapses. So it's really easy to store. And this year for my son, my oldest son's sixth birthday, we were actually in the hotel. It was right after we moved here to Texas and we didn't have any of our house stuff yet. So I didn't have any of the other decorations that we had kept. And so I went to Target kind of trying to see what decorations looked like we'd be able to be reused. And I know that like there's a lot of cute like um, glitter hanging streamers and stuff that are really cool. But I know from personal experiences that those do not last because we used them a couple years ago at our daughter and our son's birthday party. And every time when you're like trying to take them down, the plastic rips to shreds. So I kind of was going through Target looking for stuff that looked a little bit more durable. And I found these really cool collapsible paper decorations that kind of are the same idea as the lantern, but they're kind of this honeycomb thing where you like unfold them and like you kind of assemble them and then there's Velcro where they hang together. And then you can either hang them individually or in a long strand. And they were really cool and they were like rainbow colored. So any color that you want your kid's birthday party to be in the future, you can pick out whatever colors in that decoration packet and kind of put them up. So, I mean, that was just one small example, but there's a lot of things like that, that if you look closely, there are certain decorations that look like they're sturdier and will be easy to store. And those are my go-to, especially again, like you can find so many of these at thrift stores from people donating them or the thrift store just getting them from overstock. Um, from different stores and stuff. But for me, I am always on the hunt for stuff like this, especially like estate sales is another really good place to find party decorations like this. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite. My biggest favorite tip is to buy and reuse decor. And if you can get it secondhand, even better. Um, and again, like when you find stuff that's easily collapsible like this, you can kind of go through what you already have. Cause I have three kids. So we have three birthday parties a year, not including if I want to decorate for like a party for my husband or I. So that's three times a year that instead of going to the store and spending like $50 in decorations, we have a whole tub that I can use. And the kids are absolutely none the wiser, I promise. Like me, I don't know, I don't know if it'll be an issue when they get older, but right now I have a one, a three, and a six-year-old, and they've never batted an eye that the same, you know, honeycomb decorations that were up, you know, at so-and-so's birthday party was at their birthday party. You know, they just know that there's a bunch of fun stuff around the house that was specifically for them and celebrating their special day. Now, I will say that I am a sucker for streamers, and I always end up caving because they're like 99 cents a roll. So I always buy like the little paper streamers too that kind of go along with their favorite color. But the cool thing about those is I never use the full roll. I don't know if I'm just like the boring mom that my arms get too tired after like 10 minutes of like twirling and taping. But that's cool too because then you can just store the remainder of the roll and then you know if she still likes pink next year you can you can bet your butt I'm gonna pull the rest of the pink streamers out and decorate for her with them again. So that's the biggest thing with decorations is just trying to find things that you can use over and over and not a bunch of plastic stuff that will ultimately go in the landfill after each like individual birthday party. Another thing that you can reuse is gift bags. And I'm sorry, if you don't do this, like you're just missing out. Gift bags, especially if you get the cute big ones are like five to $7 now at the store. 
So me being the thrifty, um, you know, human I am, I definitely, anytime that someone gives me or any of my kids a gift in like a big bag, I have like a spot in that Rubbermaid container that has the birthday decorations where we also have gift wrapping stuff and you know all of the bags go in there so that's another thing that you can kind of keep and reuse as long as I mean I know sometimes kids get excited and like they rip the bags to shreds you know and sometimes people wrap things in wrapping paper and that's cool Um, but if there are bags that are in decent condition make sure to snatch that and keep it because then you know you have a bunch of bags for next time you want to give a gift to somebody. So the next tip that I have is to try to keep it as plastic free as possible. Um, If you've been around on the podcast for a while, you know that plastic is just horrible for the environment. And a lot of times it just sticks around a lot longer than we expect it to. So if you do buy um, the single use decorations or like utensils or plates or something, try to just opt for anything that is not plastic. This kind of goes right along with the next tip I have, which is to avoid balloons if possible, especially the single-use ones. In general, balloons are just horrible for the environment. Like, you know, it sucks because most balloons can't be reused. If you get the helium ones and kids are holding them, a lot of times they can fly away and then they pop at a certain point and then they come down a lot and a lot of times they can like impact local wildlife and animals in just awful ways. Um, And so most balloons just have a very short life and a long, horrific environmental impact. Um, And I know that this is hard because there are so many cute balloons out there. So if you are insistent on having balloons at the party, one thing that you can do, which I think I might have just got lucky with this last year, um, but instead of like purchasing balloons, you can put a feeler out on local Facebook pages and see if anybody has a bunch of balloons from a party that they're about to get rid of. So for me, it was like a week before my daughter's birthday party last year, and I saw this girl like, hey, I have a free pink balloon arch, you know, free for anybody that wants to come get it. And it was posted for a day or two before like I realized nobody else commented and I was like, hey, you know, my daughter's birthday party's in a few days, you know, I can come pick it up. And so instead of letting that one go straight in the trash, we actually ended up reusing it for my daughter's birthday party. And then again, like for some reason, it was really cold in our garage in North Carolina where we like stashed the balloon arch. And so like probably half the balloons were still good over a month later when it was time for my Halloween birthday party that I threw. So we were able to reuse them a second time with my party before finally I, you know, had to stab all of them and throw them in the trash. And it sucks that like those balloons were still going in the trash. And I know at the end of the day, like I was still throwing a bunch of balloons away. However, like that, those were somebody else's that they were going to get thrown away anyway. And I just extended the life and used them for a little bit longer. But I've actually seen several posts like this, like in local yard sale pages and stuff with people saying, hey, I have this whole, you know, three T-Rex birthday party set up with balloons and these decorations, like someone come get them for free. You know, it's not a super rare thing, at least back in North Carolina, where like the Facebook groups were really active. So if you have a decent like marketplace Um, like Facebook marketplace community in your area, that's definitely something to think about and to possibly like try out next time. Now, the next thing that um, kind of in the same topic as balloons is I know right now those big metallic number balloons are all the rage, but what a lot of people don't know is that the majority of those can actually be reused. 
So if you're like me and you have a million kids and you're like, okay, I know plastic is crap for the environment, but I want to get pictures of them holding their giant, cute, you know, balloon for whatever age they are, you can actually, well, you know, I'm not sure if all of them are reusable, but I know the majority of the ones that I've seen on Amazon specifically say that they're reusable, but it's not something that you would really think about. Like I know me personally, a couple years ago, I had one for my daughter. And when we were done with it, I just like stabbed it and threw it away because I didn't even think about reusing it. But if you have multiple kids, then you definitely could buy the ones that are reusable. And then instead of like popping it and throwing it away at the end of your kid's birthday party, you could, I think usually they have like the sticker on the bottom and you could just put the straw back in there and let all the air release and then fold it up, put it in your birthday, like reusable decor basket. And then next time that your kids have a birthday party or one of your kids have a birthday party with that specific number, you can pull it out and you already have that. So if those aren't something that you're like down to part with, you know, maybe just consider just buying the reusable ones and keeping them. That way you can use them again. So the next thing is to avoid styrofoam plates and try to use your own like tableware as much as possible, especially silverware. Um, Unfortunately, plastic utensils aren't usually recyclable and they're often found in litter and ocean waste. So as much as you can, especially like if you don't have enough plates and you know that there's going to be too many people, try to get paper if you can. Um, Even if you don't recycle it, the paper just breaks down a lot better once it gets to the landfill. And it's not something that will pollute the earth with microplastics like or stay around for like a million years like styrofoam. So, you know, if you can try to use paper and if you do have enough silverware, then you can always just use your own stuff too. You know, I've definitely been to parties where they just pull out regular plates and everybody is completely unfazed. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But yeah, if you don't have enough and you know that you have to like supplement with something else, maybe just try to think of what would have the least environmental impact. Another good option of this would be, um, especially again, if you have multiple kiddos and you're hosting multiple events and birthday parties throughout the year, you could try to thrift or like slowly build up a collection of like a party table set, if that makes sense. So somewhere like not in your normal dish rotation, you can have a like a basket and in there you can try to like start accumulating a set of matching kids plates and bowls and you know, different forks and spoons and stuff. And this is something that I haven't done yet, but I definitely plan to do just because it, again, I know I like to keep the house very minimal. So when it comes to people coming over and us hosting like parties and stuff, I know we never have enough silverware and it always sucks like, oh, can I have a spoon? And it's like, shit, you know, I got to wash one. Um, But anyway, so I'm probably going to end up trying to thrift a whole basket of extra cutlery and utensils and plates that we pull out just for like parties and hosting certain things. So the next tip that I have is if you do gift bags, avoid the cheap plastic toys that are super breakable, usually come in like the 10 packs. If you're a parent who has attended a party, um, at least if you're anything like me, I know the majority of the time the kids will come back, they'll be excited to play with whatever it is. 
And then after like 10 minutes, it breaks and it's in the trash. So what I really like doing is if we have a pinata, then, you know, I get little paper gift bags and that the kids just take the candy home. Um, but sometimes I like to put a couple other little trinkets in there. And a really good idea for this is either like A, things that you know that kids will like geek out over and love. Um, like this time we got cute little paper crowns that you can like fold up and adjust to like the kids head size if that makes sense um, but they were just really cute like looking at gold crowns and I was like yeah like look, my kids would geek out over this other kids would geek out over this and then it's paper so you can recycle it after so I stuck one of those in each of the kids gift bags um, but consumables are a really good idea and that sounded like really <laughs> that sounded weird but by consumables I mean things like maybe pencils, erasers, bath bombs, um, little craft things that they can do once they get home. Um, just cute little things like that. And another really good idea to this, especially if you don't need little bags because you don't do a pinata or something, is you can do a craft at the birthday party and then that can be the thing that they take home. So you can like paint a cute little like wooden decoration thing or you can make beaded bracelets with their names on them or you know have them paint something or tie-dye a shirt or a scarf or a pair of socks or something you know but you can find a cute craft like that that they can do and then that can be the party favor the next tip that I have is to DIY whatever you can. I love to DIY like signs. One thing that I haven't been brave enough to do yet, but I really want to try with whatever next birthday party we have is to DIY a pinata. And this is something that I didn't even really think about, but you could just make a cute square pinata and literally use any kind of cardboard box and it would work just as good as any other pinata. You can just like paint it, you know, put tape paper over it and decorate it however you want and just stick the candy on the inside. So this is something that I have not tried yet, but I wanted to throw it in here because I feel like it's a really good idea. And before now, when I was brainstorming this episode, for some reason, I never thought about trying to make my own, but I bet it would be pretty easy. But yeah, anything that you think that you could DIY or you're brave enough to try, I say go for it because not only will it save you money, but you you could be using up things that you have around your house to make like a really cute decoration that could be like centralized to your kid's party. So the last tip that I have is to be mindful of the food. So this is something that has often come around to bite me in the butt. Um, and in the past, I've been pretty bad about party food. I remember one year, me and my husband went out and spent like $250 um, on a bunch of stuff for this Halloween party. And we didn't really have a ton of friends at the time. We thought that like a few of his work friends said that they were going to stop by. So we just went gung-ho and we bought all this candy, Halloween-themed like cupcakes and cookies and all this stuff. And you guys literally... <laughs> literally nobody showed up it was so sad and then we had like over like like hundreds of dollars of food okay that's probably an overstatement I remember we paid 250 for the party but half of it was probably decorations so we probably had like over a hundred dollars worth of like stupid Halloween snacks that neither of us wanted to eat an exorbitant amount of just chilling on the table and after that I was like you know what this is never going to happen again because it was just awful. So ever since then, you know, for the rest of our marriage, when we have parties, I make sure it's food that we would want stocked in our fridge after the party's done. 
So I always, sometimes I will, if it's like around a lunch, like lunchtime or something, and I don't want to have to cook a whole meal for everybody at the party, sometimes I will do easy stuff like pizza or finger foods, things like that. But for the little snacks, usually we will have like, I'll make a fruit tray with some like really yummy cream cheese dip. Um, I love doing like cheese and cracker and meat boards and just things like that. And the cool thing about those are, you know, if nobody wants to touch the fruit tray, cool, I'm going to slip, you know, as soon as everybody leaves, I'm going to put it right back in the fridge and that's going to be my kid's snack for the next like, you know, few days. Every single time they're like, mom, I want a snack. I'm going to pull out that, you know, I'm going to pull out our snack boards that we had for the party. Um, me personally, like we had half a bag of leftover chips and a whole cheese ball that like nobody wanted to touch, like one of those almond ones. So every time that like my kids go down for a nap or they're all quiet and I'm like, I kind of feel like munching on something. I get out those crackers and cheese ball and <laughs> that's my little personal feast. So, you know, when it comes to the food, trying to find things that wouldn't be wasteful. And obviously, you know, like I know like cupcakes and cookies and things like that are fun. Um, but for me personally, it just works out a lot better. If, if there's a ton of stuff left over at the end, I'm gonna want it to be stuff that can feed my family and that my kids can munch on for the rest of the week and won't make them feel sick to their stomachs. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my take on food when it comes to the party and making sure that a bunch of stuff doesn't end up like going to waste. So the last point that I wanted to make, like that's all the tips. <laughs> I know it was like hefty, but my last little parting note that I wanted to end the podcast on is to make sure not to beat yourself up too much about this. If celebrating your kids' special days or your or your spouse's or your friend's is something that brings you a lot of joy, please don't listen to this episode and like think that I'm trying to come off in a judgy manner at all whatsoever because that is not that is not the point of this episode. I just try to equip you guys with knowledge that way if you guys want to live more eco-friendly, you can take bits and pieces of the episode and incorporate them into your own lives. Um, and just make sure like even if you literally pick one thing that I talked about today and you try to incorporate it in the next birthday party that you throw, that will still be an improvement. And, you know, this podcast is all about the small changes adding up to make a big difference. So, you know, if you pick one or two things to do the next time you throw your kids party, then next year you can try to add one or two more. And over time, the habits of you like throwing your kid a birthday party will shift to overall a more like eco-friendly and earth-friendly um, standpoint, if that makes sense. So just know that, you know, what is most important at the end of the day is you celebrating your kid or your spouse, whoever you're throwing the party for, you know, whoever you're throwing the birthday party for, obviously making them feel special is number one. So anything that you do besides that in terms of lowering the overall environmental impact and making it a little bit earth friendly is a win. So I am proud of you already. I'm rooting for you. You got this. Pick like one thing on this. And next time that you're planning a birthday party, be like, you know what? I'm going to DIY this pinata. I got this. And I will be here behind you rooting for you 100% of the way. Oh, also, before you go, I have something super exciting. Now, this podcast that I have, I've had the, the Unrooted Mama podcast for about two years. And it's something I hold really near and dear to my heart. 
because I'm really passionate about the environment and intentional living, and I love being able to help people on their journeys with those things as well. However, my sister is my best friend in the whole world, and for a while now we've been kind of like having it in the back of our minds that we wanted to do something fun and creative together. Um, And because, you know, buying like 20 acres and creating a huge family homestead or creating a cat cafe isn't really in the cards right now, we decided it would be fun to create a podcast together. So it's not live yet, but I thought, you know, this is my podcast. I guess I can plug whatever I want here. (laughs) So I wanted to share it here with you guys in case any of you would be interested in listening when it comes out in a couple weeks. Um, Our official launch date is October 5th, and it is called the Gillyweed Girls Podcast. It's a podcast where, whereas this podcast is more like informative and you know, tips and lifestyle related. That one is a little bit more entertainment based, I guess. It's mainly focused on ocean lore. So we're going to talk about like mermaids, sea creatures, um, ocean folklore in general, as well as like some spooky water and ocean related stories, Um, sea monster conspiracies, a bunch of crazy stuff like that. So if that sounds exciting to you at all, go over to Instagram and follow the Gillyweed Girls podcast and you will have first access to when we release our first episode in a little over a week and a half. So I'm really excited about that and hopefully some of you guys will think it's fun and you you know will become listeners over there too because it's something that I'm super excited for. Um, And again I love coming on this podcast and bringing like tips and helping you guys with stuff, but I'm really excited to do something that's just more like fun based and to make a million H2O clear no references and like have someone to like laugh with about stupid stuff like that. Um, So if you think that would be your cup of tea, make sure October 5th to search Gillyweed Girls podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen and tune in to the conversation with me and my sister slash best friend in the world as we just, you know, talk about cool ocean lore and laugh over stupid (laughs) mermaid jokes. And, you know, so if you're one of the H2O girlies that made pretending like you were gonna turn into a mermaid every time a drop of water hit your body growing up, you know, this is gonna be the podcast for you. So, um, yeah, but that's that's it. That's all I got for you. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. And until next time. <laughs>